Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Off Point at 30, and the, the podcast where we go off point in life and off point in topic. Um, my name's Les Steed. I'm Marlon White. And today's topic is uh, money management when uh, around about, well, in the build up to being 30. Um, so, uh, do you want to start? Yeah, so um, I think I've, I mentioned a few episodes ago that I'm in the process of buying a flat so about a week ago we got our mortgage approved and um yeah it's been a actual journey because um anybody that knows me knows that i've had quite a bit of um debt in my life not mm. not that much not, it's not like wasn't too crazy but i have i have had gone i've gone through uh, quite a bit of bad money management and it kind of started around the time um just before i went to university because um mm. Before I went before. to university, yeah, just before I went to university, so I needed a um, I needed a laptop. So I went to uni, needed a laptop, so I didn't have any money to pay for this laptop. So um, I think I was trying to, my mom was trying to help me get one at the time, but at the time she had money money issues as well. So mm. um, I had this catalog in my house. Um, it was called Editions at the time, but I think they changed it now to very. Was it a very catalog or something? Yeah, it's called um, Additions, I think, at the time. And they changed their name to Very, which right. is in adverts around. So, yeah, Very, for anybody that doesn't know, it's just a, a catalog that sells different types of stuff, like electronics, clothing, and everything. So you can um you can pay up front or you can pay on credit. So, um yeah, I, just, I was thinking about how I'm going to get this laptop, and I just looked on my shelf, and I think I bought something up front from them and they sent me a catalogue through the post. I just had this catalogue on my shelf. So I just kind of looked at it and they said, oh, we offer whatever, whatever credit. So I'm like, oh, okay, let me, I didn't think they would give it to me because I had no job and no way of paying back, paying back for any of this shit. Yeah, but I mean, did that worry you when you sort of considered it? Because I mean, I, I've, I've personally only had a credit card since I was about 28. Yeah. Um, but like, because I didn't trust myself. Well, I did, but you know, I just didn't need the sort of extra flap of interest yeah. rates and things like that. I just thought it was a little bit much. Yeah. But um, you know, like, so all right, so you got this credit card, and then and then I guess that you ran it up or what? What happened with me? I just I, I got what I needed, so I called up and I didn't think they would approve me, approve a, a balance for me. But um, yeah, I called up. They went through the finance, and then they said, um, yeah, we can based on your finance, we can give you a six hundred pound credit. Was that based on your student loan coming in? That must have been based on, because it was just before I went to university. It was around September time, so I hope that's what they was, it was based on, but I'm not sure exactly. But um, yeah, they gave me £600 credit. So I bought myself a laptop for about £300. And I think I bought myself a pair of trainers. So I had about three, £340 and that, that was it. So my monthly payments were supposed to be was about £16 a month. Yeah, that's not a lot. Yeah, so it's not a lot. So it was like, oh, yeah, 16, you just pay £16 a month. So I'm like, okay, cool, did that, started doing that. And then that's how they get you. You just start seeing things you need or need. You think you need it, but you don't really need it. You just like, you start seeing things like, oh, I could do with whatever, another pair of trainers, some jeans. Then you just mm. buy, okay, I'll buy that. Oh, I need some new trainers, I'll buy that. And then... um. The way, the way, it's interesting the way they do it. Um, you once you start paying off your bills, start paying your your um your balance off. What, what they start doing is um lowering your minimum payments. So I think when I first got my loan, I paid them probably like a hundred quid to start paying it off, and then like, I paid off. But then they lowered my monthly repayments from like sixteen to like twelve pound. 
So that's because you don't control that. Yeah, you can. You can. You don't have to pay the minimum, but that you start seeing that, and then you're like, oh, maybe buy something else, and then you just keep. Yeah, because it'll be a percentage of yeah. the total loan. Yeah, yeah. So it starts going up and down, up and down, and then yeah, eventually you start buying stuff and buying stuff, and then they start giving you more and more deals, so-called deals, but it's not really deals; it's more trapping you in debt. So they start saying, oh yeah, if you buy now, pay later. Buy now, pay later. To pay uh, the following year. So you end up buying stuff you didn't really need and stuff like buy the printer, buy another crap I don't need. And then, yeah. Yeah, they, but I mean, I think there's sometimes when you kind of feel like you do need it a little bit or it would yeah, be a good investment yeah, to have. Yeah. Yeah, at the time you feel like you need, like, my, I think my phone, I think in uni my phone broke. So I bought a new phone from there and stuff like that's that. That's normal. You know, that's yeah, what yeah. you would do. Yeah. So, but I think, but normally you would find a way of paying for this from your own income. That's what, what you would normally do. But now you have access to this thing where you can just take two yeah. seconds, you go on the internet and you click, 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 and it's coming tomorrow. So well, yeah, it's like, like Amazon. Or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's very easy to get yourself into a financial state like that. So especially being a young, like I think I was about 20 years old, never really worked properly, didn't have any money mm. coming, not, ma- not knowing how to manage my money at that time or budgeting, you end up like running up debt like that. So um, I think it, it ran up to, that, that particular debt ran up to about nearly £2,000. Two grand? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Then, oh, uh, but then what happened is the monthly payments started getting to, um, high, too high that I can't pay it anymore. It's, it's no longer £16, now it's 100 or something pounds. And um, every month the interest is whacking on like £20 or whatever. And, um, That's crazy. Yeah. And I, can't, I don't have a job at the time to pay, start paying this off. So I'm starting to struggle with this debt. Not too bad, but then, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it sounds a bit like you sort of keep sinking and even yeah. if you stop spending, then yeah. you still end up having more and more money. Yeah, so I remember, like, I remember like in my third year of uni now and then like it got, it got to a couple of months where I couldn't pay them. So I had to like miss a few payments and I'm getting called by them and they're very angry now. Like, oh, why are you not paying your, your debt or whatever? You start yeah. Month and I'm like, I need to wait till my next student loan comes in to start make, to make some more payments. Did they not freeze the loan? At that point? Um, not at that point. They did eventually. Wait, so if you told them that you couldn't pay it back yeah. and you gave them a legitimate reason because you're a 20-year-old man who's a student yeah. Yeah. and very didn't freeze the loan in order to help you wait. Oh. And you explained that you were going to have some money coming in yeah. and that you would give them, you know, like, yeah. pay it back. That particular time when they called me, they didn't help me that time. But the, the, the year, the, that following year, when I finished uni, I'm a graduate now, but I'm still unemployed. And I, mm. now, now I'm unable to pay. I'm on um, job, job, uh, job seekers allowance. And um, they were like, they, somebody called me and they're like, what we do is freeze your balance so you, can, you stop paying over. Your balance can't increase over about 1600 anymore. And we will freeze it at that point. So, yeah. So is a, did they continue to charge you interest? Yeah, they definitely did continue to charge me interest. So basically, you're ba- so how much was the interest then? I'm not sure exactly. So... Yeah, so it got to the point where the, the balance, I started working now. I started, I started yeah. working now, I started paying money off. But it got to the point the interest is just keep going up and up to the point that my I might be paying over £100, but my balance is not going down very much. Maybe about 40 quid is going down a month, so it's going to take forever. That's cool. Yeah. But yeah, for and like... Not like sort of like save up a little bit and then lump it yeah. off. Yeah. So it's what you had to do. But if, when, they said, when you said they froze it, as in like they froze the loan so that you couldn't... They froze the... Um, they stopped in, allowing the increase of the balance. So 
in terms of, like so it would automatically increase the balance yeah. so, that so every time down. so every time i make a payment they increase the balance that's how they're doing it and that's how they keep getting you into debt so it started from a 600 pound balance i paid some money then increase it to 800 pound balance paid the balance decrease it to a thousand pound balance and you just kept increasing increasing to it was over two grand but how can the balance be increased if you're reducing it by paying it off no but the, the balance in as in um the amount i'm allowed to spend yeah, but then were you spending any excess on that? Yeah, I'm still spending. That's that's the thing that I'm trapped. I'm sort of in this cycle of spending and not paying off so, enough. So my balance. Would you say that it, so you continue. So for example, let's say you owe a thousand pounds, and then you yeah. continue yeah. buying phones and things yeah, like that while yeah. they, you still owe them. Yeah. But then yeah. at the point where you realised that you couldn't pay them back, did you stop using that card and start? So what would happen is I'll stop using it for a period of time, start paying them off, and then it, my balance mm. would go down a little bit. Then, like, say, for example, I've cleared, like, three, four hundred pounds. Then something else, that's, how, that's what happens in life. Something else comes up, or something you may need, may or may or not need, and then you end up paying for that on that. Like, my, that laptop I bought originally broke in my third year. Did you not have a warranty? No, I didn't pay for the warranty. I wouldn't probably get a warranty because I punched it. That's a long story. I'm not going to get into that. But yeah, I punched that laptop. <laughs> yeah, you oh. broke that. I mean, it didn't yeah. just break, Marlon. You fucked it up. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's like me being like, oh, yeah, you know, she yeah. just left. All right. Nah, yeah. All, right. <laughs> All right. A quick segue. A quick segue into that story. It was not a long story. It was just I had an SAG one day. I had my laptop on for about three days. I was working overnight. And then um, my SA was saved you at 12 o'clock. I went to have a mm. quick nap. And then I, my alarm clock didn't go off. <laughs> I woke up at one o'clock trying to submit my essay because my computer's been on for three days straight. It's just like frozen. I'm trying to get online to submit my essay desperately. And it's just <laughs> not working. It's not, they're not co cooperating with me. So I'm like, come on, fucker. And I just punched it. <laughs> it made like a loud beeping noise and just went, and then just died. What, will you work on it? No, it was saved on the USB anyway. I always save my, I never save my work on my um, computer. I always saved it on the USB oil drive. I never ever saved That's it. That's fucking lucky. Yeah. Because I mean, like, so, that could have been you completely fucked. Yeah. So I ran over to the library and like submitted and I told them, like, oh, I had computer problems. <laughs> so I didn't get like penalized and everything. But yeah, I killed that laptop. <laughs> then I got home. Oh the, the worst thing, the worst thing, I, fit, like, I spent all this time working on this essay. And now I've got all this yeah. free time. I got home and my computer's dead. And that's the only source of entertainment in my room. So I've just sat in a room with nothing to do. It's like, <laughs> and it's before we had all the Wi-Fi, you know, all these Wi-Fi business and all your, your phone's working like as fast as computer. This is before then. So it was like, yeah. I, so it's like, sitting there, like waiting for anything to download. It's like, yeah. come on. Yeah. <laughs> and the, uh, our halls at Kiel didn't have um, Wi-Fi. So yeah, it had like the cable you had to plug into your computer. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, so. yeah. block in the wall and we're sitting there it's like i want to put up a poster but i don't know if i can it was like um, a prison cell yeah a prison cell so i'm now going back to my room like i've got like a few weeks of no work to do but i have no entertainment anymore because my computer like anybody that went to our uni you, you used your computer as entertainment to watch stuff on and whatnot like you get your students. yeah yeah i mean like, it was yeah. i've still got the same laptop i had yeah. at uni and, like, yeah. and it just it i mean it melts my lap but yeah. you know i've got a few extra things yeah. but still yeah, so like, um, yeah, going back on point now, very wasn't my only debt that I'm paying. 
So wait, you didn't learn your lesson from the first one. I'm I mean, other depth as well. Like you know, like student um overdraft as well. What student overdrafts or like bank overdrafts? Student overdraft. When you start as a student, they give you an uh, overdraft. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They start you off with 500 and eventually by the time you finish it, it um, extends to £2,000. So, um, yeah. It's so interest-free. I, I mean, that's quite yeah, a no it's a no And to be honest with you, without it, you can't really survive or yeah, drink. Yeah, yeah. Which makes, just going to, it, makes yeah. it the same as going to school. Yeah, so, yeah. So, it was all right at the time. So, I had like £2,000 owing to my bank but then you get to a point after you've graduated after about i think it's two three years and if you, have, if you haven't paid it off now interest starts kicking in i think it's about 30 you pay about 30 pound a month for the interest so that starts kicking in now so i'm two two grand in the in the hole and now i have to pay 30 pounds for my student account and i've got very as well having to pay i can't remember how much it was i think it might be not like interest about 40 pound and my monthly payments is over 100 pound but then I was also in another debt as well, credit card debt. Now I got myself because I was going. What was I doing? Learn a lesson for fuck's sake! But that's how they get you. It, it doesn't happen all at once. You, they, the the catalog gets you. The student finance thing. You need you need a student account to, for to be a student. Pretty much, you need that to yeah. survive on. That that gets you. That, that's that's the reason why they give you that overdraft. It's not because they wanted to be kind to you. They want you to be in debt to them. So that's what happens. Mm. So you owe them two grand, and then you pay interest on that. Then you have um, have my very thing what I need what I used I said I needed but I used to for buy a bunch of bullshit and then another time capital at Capital One I was interested with Capital One I was going oh, where was I, going? I was going Barcelona with the boys you didn't you didn't come on this trip no no I was away yeah I was going with the boys so for the Barcelona trip uh, people said oh yeah um, credit card would be good just for emergency so you don't have to pay whatever whatever just in case you yeah need I mean that's why I, that's why I bought so, mine so I knew yeah. that if I was going to go abroad yeah um, so. I went. I, I was. I was on eBay. I was on eBay buying something, and then they mm. had like Capital One had an advert there, and it just popped up. So I was like, "Oh, I clicked on it." I'm like, "Oh, maybe I should just get this." I didn't do any research about interest rates or anything. I just like, yeah, that's the thing. You've got to really research. You have to do, you have to do your research. So yeah, I clicked on it. Number one, do your research. Yeah, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely do your research. And um, yeah, that's something I kind of wish I had more. Not more. I knew more, a bit more. When I was in my early twenties or my, my mid twenties, I wish I knew a bit more about that side of things. I just thought, just went, oh, just credit cards. So yeah, I got myself a credit card. I didn't intend, I didn't intend on using it or anything, but um, yeah, I got, I started doing the application, and then um, I decided actually I don't want a credit card, so I closed the application, and then right. went to Barcelona, came back, and then it came in the post. But you didn't give them. So what, but, okay, but you didn't have to use it though. Did you? No, no, no. So whatever, I must, whatever I filled in must have been enough for Capital One to get enough details to. Well, it was your address, and presumably, yeah, yeah approve. But then, if you didn't submit, then you wanted it. Yeah, and but they still sent it. I mean, they still sent it. I, just, I, didn't, I didn't submit. They still sent it to me. That's so, creepy as fuck. I don't think that's legal. Just before I went to Barcelona, my um, I had these um, beats, Dre beats, cost about yeah, I think at the time hundred and sixty pound, and they broke. They're not. They're mm. expensive, but not, not good quality. I don't think. So they no. broke, and I needed that. Like, I wanted new headphones. Yeah, yeah. I wanted new headphones, so um, I could have like, oh, I could use my own money, hundred and forty. I think it was hundred sixty pound. Use my own money, or I can use this credit card. So yeah, so I ended up using this credit card for hundred sixty pound. I'm like, yeah, just use it for hundred sixty pound. Pay by next month. Get, get rid of it. So I did that. 
next month come, I don't get rid of it. <laughs> so I, 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 I still have like, I still only pay, only um, use £140. If something else comes out, I end up using it for it, using this credit card for it. And I think what happened, I think I let, my, I let, I let a relative use my credit card to pay for something. Wait, what the fuck? Yeah, I let a relative use my credit card to pay for something. Why would you do that? Yeah, so they, they used it. And then, Why didn't they just make their own credit card? Because they didn't have it. They needed it. They needed it. For, needed it for something. They need to pay a bill. So. Yeah, I bet they needed it. Yeah, because they probably couldn't get their own credit card, which means that they're not good with money, Marlon. Yeah, that wasn't the problem in the situation. I was the problem in the situation because they did pay me back the money. But oh, I, okay. Yeah, but I didn't use the money to pay back my credit card. I I just kept the money for myself. This happened on two occasions with this credit card. So they, hmm. this person um, used my credit card twice and paid me back twice. Right. Most times I didn't pay back the credit card. I used it to just fund whatever I was doing. Right. Well, I mean, it's your money at the end of the day. Yeah. But it was to put it not back really my money. It's not really my money. It was the money was to, to put back on my credit card. Yeah. So yeah. basically, yeah. I mean, it's good of them. It's good that I mean, it's a risk to like sort of take to lend someone your credit card at all. Yeah. I mean, like you know, they could rob the shit out of you and then just no, disappear. This person, person wouldn't do that, but um, yeah, no. like, yeah, gave it back to me, and um, both times I used it to pay for whatever. Maybe now I can't remember what it was. But I just didn't. Didn't you? Didn't how much was it? Was it like a hundred quid or it's like a hundred, two hundred quid? I can't remember at the time, but it was like that between that range. Got, got the money right. back and then used it for something else. And then, um, it's normal to do yeah. that because otherwise, yeah, if you're holding what, cash, it's a pain yeah. to go to the bank and then put it yeah. in. Yeah, so what else, what also used to happen as well? Um, uh, I would spend my money from my wages, I would spend that, like it might be doing whatever, whatever, a bunch of stuff, mm-hmm. spend that, and then I'll end up having to use my credit card for example to buy pay for travel or whatever so now yeah. my credit my credit card bill's going up crazy well is it still going up no uh, not now but i mean it's going up it was going up crazy at the time capital one and then um i owed about i think i owed about 1200 pound on it at one point and then i got a letter from capital one and they said to me they said to me at the rate i'm paying them i'm paying them like 100 pound a month or something at the rate I'm paying them, that's the thing. That's the thing when you're working as well. Now you can afford to even take on more debt because you're able to pay these payments. Yeah, but you payments. shouldn't be doing that. Shouldn't be, I shouldn't be doing it. But then, yeah. So they said to me, at the rate I'm paying them, it's gonna take me 25 years to pay them back the 1,200 pounds. Wait, that means that you're paying something like 100 pounds a month. Yeah. And they're charging you like 98 quid interest or something crazy. Something no, crazy. Obviously not like that, but like 40 quid interest or something crazy like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so it's going to take me like 25 years to pay back that balance. What would happen this day and age, like with coronavirus, if yeah. you simply said, no, I'm not going to pay you back, you better try and send the repo guys over. But if they do, I warn you, I'm self-isolated. Yeah. They'd be so, um, so, yeah, so I got to my, I got to, this is that probably the height of the amount of debt I got into. So I owed like 2,000 pounds, to recap, I owed 2,000 pounds to my, um, overdraft i owed about 1600 pounds to this catalog and i owed about 12 i think it was 12 to 1600 on this credit card so i'm I'm in that amount of debt which sounds a bit scary at the time but um yeah so what what, how i was able to change this to go on to how i changed this round now to be able to be approved for a mortgage because um i think my credit rating was quite like poor at the time because i've I've already yeah i can imagine it would be yeah so to turn it, the way I turned this around is um, actually, I think I talked about it in a uh, past episode, is meeting a good woman, somebody that yeah. knows better than you and kind of... <laughs> <laughs> Mine's a surgeon, she knows better than me no matter yeah. what I do. 
<laughs> like, so, she cook better than me. She wakes up better than me. Gentlemen, <laughs> so, once you get yourself a good woman, just listen to her. You, you got, they got so much good things to tell you. So you have to just. Well, I'm attention. not going to tell you that one. I mean, it's yeah. pretty easy. Marlon's still spending money. It's fucking dumb. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's, it's dumb, easy. but you get yourself into. that phone. You get yourself, these things are designed to sort of get you into debt. Like, obviously, you've been quite sensible in your life with managing your money. But if you're Ooh. in a situation, I know a lot of people that's been in my situation where they haven't been that sensible. You just, it just start, it starts off very small with something, especially when you're not earning a lot of money. It's it question of like actually sort of being suspicious and yeah. knowing to be suspiciously. Yeah. yeah. And also, it's like, it's like, cause, it's like I mean, almost telling, it's like, it's like telling a, a drug addict, um, just don't take, don't do drugs, don't do it. Why, why yeah, it's we, easy. Yeah, if you're that guy, yeah, somebody say to somebody in the gut, just what, just don't do it. Just don't do drugs. Also, that's a smart thing to do. Just don't do it. But also, you get so you get yourself into whatever situations in life. And, yeah, you um, get yourself. It, it, yeah, and it spirals. It spirals out of your control. Like that's how people end up like homeless and everything. It's just something starts off small and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger to get completely out of your control. And that's how I um, don't understand why these companies don't recognize yeah. that there's an issue right? yeah. and then stop. Charging yeah. interest because yeah. it's like there must be a threshold where it's like, oh, well, clearly this person is trapped yeah. and can't yeah. get. Out. And I think that's where modern slavery comes into it as, yeah. as well because you end up with. I mean, I wonder how many people have ended up in a situation like you just from being a student, or yeah. also because you before that you didn't, in debt. Yeah, and then I mean, there's it's impossible to get out. I mean, that's why I'm yeah. very very careful yeah. with my credit card because um, I bought it. I, well, I didn't buy it at all, but I mean, I got it so that I could, because it allowed me to travel and use and take my money out when I was abroad. Yeah. So I think I got it a year ago. Um, I was going to go across Germany on my bike and I was, I know that it costs like four pound, five pound just to pull money out where, um, yeah. at my friend's house, you know, when I'm at my friends in Belgium. Yeah. So to me, it made sense to be able to pay with things on that card and then pay it off and yeah. save off like 50 quid. Awesome. Um, also, as well, having a credit card boosts your credit rating for anybody like listening. If you want to like increase your credit, yeah, rating. but that's because they basically. But what credit rating seems to be is that they it's your ability to get yourself in and yeah. out of debt. Yeah, which to, I don't think is healthy. To, 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 um, to touch onto something quickly, I, I'll touch on it later actually. So let me yeah. go back. Let me go back to um how I like started turning things around. So I started speaking to my, my missus that kind of a lot more a lot more wiser spending money than I am. So clearly. Yeah, definitely. So like, <laughs> so, um, so I've worked. I've, I've worked like this is like two jobs ago, and I was just like when I met her, she just talking about how she's um saving money and everything for like a loan for not a loan for a mortgage and everything, and just started telling me stuff like that. And I kind of I didn't really tell her straight away about my situation, but I, over time I kind of told her. She kind of yeah. just kind of gave me a few tips of what to do. So just like it, in terms of saving for a mortgage. He told me about the help to buy scheme where like the government pays in like 50% or whatever. And you get like, you get crazy amount of interest on this account. But like before mm. I was in a position to do that, he sort of just told me like, why are you getting yourself another credit card with a, like an interest-free period, get yourself a credit card with an interest-free period, and then use that to um, consolidate all of your debt into one instead of having to pay for yeah. debts. To, I think two debts. No, you're not paying out yeah. all these credit cards interest. for another company. So now, yeah, so now she's like, why did, why you do that? So I started looking online. She told me about it. I started looking online, but my um, credit rating at the time was really low. So the you know that like, when you go and like, compare the market, they have all these different yeah. deals and they have the best deal. So I, 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 obviously you go for the best deal. So I, go, I went and yeah. the best deal, rejected. Second best deal, rejected. Third best deal, rejected. And then I got myself to about probably fourth, fifth, which was the only card that would give me the amount of money I needed 
with the interest-free period, which was a mm. Tesco, Tesco actually, with a Tesco credit card. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I was able to but use that, and then you managed to. But did it have yeah. like um? What was the? I mean, like because I mean, it's easy to see things in interest, but how much money were you paying? Um, so you put all of. So you managed to write off the very debt, the so uh, capital. So, uh, so I did what I did. Do, um, what I did, I, I saved about two thousand pounds, paid off my student loan. I had two thousand pounds just in my savings. So she kind of, my missus kind of just talked me into it, just like just pay off your debt. So she's like, oh, if you if you still have debt, you might as well not have any savings. So yeah, so I used right. yes, yeah, so I used the two thousand pounds, paid off my student loan, student overdraft, paid that off. So that that stopped using that account. I because of her as well. I opened about three other bank accounts so I can sort of manage my money more easier. I have an account just to do social activities. So I put an X amount of money on my pay into that account to do social activities. That's good. I have another account for my weight, my wages going to. I have another account for savings. I have another account for other activities. So I have, I have it all broken up into like small segments so I can know what, what, what I need. So like when I was when I was dating her, I had a girlfriend account. This is how much money every month I allocate to doing girlfriend Aww. activities. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, do you want to go fancy rich? Yeah. Um, not 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 really, no. Yeah. Like why not? How much is in the account? <laughs> how much is that cost? What you fucking tell me, love. Yeah. You tell me how much that cost was. Yeah, now <laughs> Now we now we engage. We don't have that anymore. But at the time, I had a girlfriend account. Yeah, a joint account where you can both sit there and be like, "That's account." <laughs> it's not. It's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So yeah. So I, I did that. I got rid of my um my student overdraft. Stop. Uh, stop using that account completely. Yeah, you should. Yeah, and then I. So what I did, I got this credit card, the Tesco credit card, and consolidated my um capital one and very debt into one debt with um. Right with a 33 That's month right. interest free period. So now right. I called up very, closed the account, called up capital and closed that account. So no longer have any business with those fuckers. But um, what I've going to yeah. touch upon, uh, what I was going to touch upon earlier on in the episode is, um, do you know when you close these accounts, your credit rating goes down? It's crazy. Really? Yeah, so for, from closing these accounts, my credit my, my credit rating went down just because they get, I don't know, they get pissed off or something, give you a bad credit rating. I don't know why. But yeah, when you do close accounts. It's a bunch of shit. Yeah. They basically sit there and they rob you. Yeah. Like, say, oh, yeah, you owe us extra money. And it's like, oh, by the way, do you, have you seen this new shiny thing that we've yeah. got going? Oh, yeah. it's shiny. They always sound like you're breaking up with them. Like, oh, you, I want to close this account. Like, oh, why? Yeah, oh, God. Have you tried quitting? Um, yeah. There's this app that they had recently before it got, there was a rumor went around they got hacked. But I think it's called House Party or something. Because mm. I wrote the um, I wrote the how-to on getting rid of it. Mm. It's the creepiest shit ever. Mm. Like my boss was, um, I told my boss about it. It acts like a boyfriend, that, yeah. like a clingy ex. It's yeah. like, are you sure? And then it's like, that, and Facebook does it as well. It's like the whole sort of, we're going to miss you. Facebook's even worse. They, they send you like an email thing. Pictures of your John, friends. John or whatever, whoever your friends with on Facebook. It's yeah. Cool. They identify the most pe people you interact with the most and say, so-and-so will miss you. Yeah. Don't forget all of the memories that you have on Facebook. Okay. Look. And it's like, oh my God, this is literally a playbook for a manipulative ex yeah. is, but babe, you're, you're breaking us. But anyway, going back to um, what we were talking about before with the whole debt thing, um, how did you feel about it? it, um, it just, like, actually, how did you feel about it? Did you feel like you were kind of like getting sucked into it? And at it what felt, point did you feel like you lost control? I started getting to the point where the very, when it was just very on its own, it felt like it was getting out of control. 
but then it started yeah. to be more and more of this other stuff like piling onto it as well. And then it started getting to the point where like I'm thinking, how am I gonna be able to get a mortgage mortgage one day or do anything else? Like I'm gonna be for a trap paying all of this money. The thing is though, when you're working as well though, you can manage you can afford to pay these like payments every mm-hmm. month. But it just means that like you're not able to save as much. It means that yeah, you just sort of like trapped in the with paying these things. It just it just feels like it does feel like you have a weight on you. But like what my main my main concern is my main worry always was um what if I lost my job and now I yeah. pay all of this stuff. Cause I always wanted to get to a point where if I was to lose my job, I can, especially when I was living at home, if I was to leave my, lose my job, I could um, survive, survive for a little while just on job seekers, just cause I have nothing to pay. But like now, cause I had to pay, I had to pay for like my very debt while I was on job, job seekers allowance as well. When you're on job seekers, do you think that, that are there any um, sort of ways that um, the government sort of said that can sort of freeze those debts because you can't be the first person to have lost a job or something like that and then find themselves with that mounting debt. I want to know if there's anything they can do, but you can actually always speak to like the company sometimes they can make they can help you a bit because um, I was unable to make the full payment to very, but they said, um, what you do, you pay 50 something pound a month until you can pay more, sort of thing. Yeah, but then surely still, they're still then ramping up the interest. They're still ramping it up, but it's, it, does, it means that you don't get like debt collectors knocking on your door. Which so they were nice enough to just get you to pay them off. I mean, yeah. like that's isn't that like a very mafia kind of um, yeah. tactic of if you pay us, otherwise we'll come take all your stuff. Yeah. I mean, like surely at that point when you've realised that most of this stuff's either broken or you don't need it anyway. Yeah. Then they are. Right, we'll come pick up your stuff, mate. Uh, you know, I mean, like more than happy to. I so, say, well, I'll leave it outside the door. If your debt collects come through the door, then yeah. I'll take that as somebody's trying to rob me, and I'll stab the shit out of them. Like, you know, I mean, like, what are they going to do? Like, because if they do, because if you've given them the stuff, and yeah. they can come pick it up from the doorstep, and it's the stuff that they've said they've sold you, then they can come yeah. and take that back, even no matter what condition it's in. Yeah. And then, like, you know, and if they say, oh, you should say, well, I gave it you back, you know, like, and it seems to be within warranty. Don't worry, you can sort that out. But I'll have the, but you know, but anyway, bon chance. Lucky, lucky enough for me, um, I didn't get like I didn't have any bailiffs turning up on, on my door, and also I never got um a CCJ, if it county court judgment. I think that lasts longer in your record than anything else. I think that's when it goes to through the court or stuff like that. And I, was, and I got like a friend that's happened to, and their credit rate is completely messed up for the next six years. They got, like, I, I find very, it quite strange very... the fact that you guys that, that you know you're like you're not the one who's demanding extra money for this debt, but. You know, I mean, like, yeah, fine. You're you're terrible money management, but yeah. you, like you said from before, like you've gone from, you know, like having no money management skills at all because you've never had money to manage, yeah. to being offered a thousand pounds or something like that, which is more money than you know a student normally has. And I think that, you know, for me, because I come from, um, I'd you know, well, I come from Surrey, um, and my parents have always been very, very careful with money to the point that my yeah. brother is so careful with money he literally won't spend it. It's <laughs> That's good. It's a running joke within the family. My dad yeah. told me the other day that um, that it's like okay, he, he got like twenty drunk cricketers together, and he turns to me and you know gets them all into the oval, turns to me and goes, "All right, now for the tricky bit." Yeah. And he turns to my brother, and goes, "You're round," and he just came turned around to me like, <laughs> and my brother's like, "No," and it's like, it's like, "Oh, darling, no, 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 no." All right, hit him. Like, there's me and my dad just like, on each side of him like. Meh. <laughs> until he went off and got a pint <laughs> but I mean a lesson's been learned there clearly and that's why he's probably yeah. very rich compared to me for example it's a, good, um, it's a good thing to have 
But yeah, it's just like it's very tempting just to have something at a click of a button that oh, I need whatever. It might not even you might not need it that much, but you just you see it and you want it and you just easy to click and now you've got it. It's very easy. Do you, do you now like looking back? Do you think um, what could have helped you not do that? I mean, like would there have been like sort of lessons that in school could have been taught to sort of teach you? sort of the difference between want and need when it comes to sort of having X mm. and Y amount of money? Or did you ever go through any sort of um, scenarios in which you realise, okay, so if I go over the red line, yeah. then I can't, you know, because I, mean, I, I feel that for me, um, growing up, I, well, I got my first job when I was 16, literally the day I turned 16, um, at a local restaurant, and I was earning sort of minimum at the time, like £5.80 or £5.40 um, for a 16-year-old, um, which wasn't great, but... I mean, my first paycheck came through and it was a hundred quid and I'd never had that much money. <laughs> Cause I mean, you know, my parents were paying me like, were giving me like 20 quid a month pocket money. And I would like, and I would have it down to the, to the letter of how much money I was spending. I used to, I, my friends still think I'm a tight ass, <laughs> even though I'm not. Um, you know, like I give, you know, I mean, I pay my round and everything. I'm like, yeah, let's tight. And it's because when I was 16, I was like, no, that's, that's, that's going up. It used to be two pounds 20. Now it's two pound 40. Even at uni, I was like that. I kicked off. When they went from being two pound a snake bite to two twenty, because it completely fucking threw all my math. I remember, like in uni with you, any time I was ever to owe you money, but it might be only a few quid, and you're you're like you're. Really so far, I would be you're so honest. far up your ass. I'm like I'm like give yeah. me a second, like you're like you 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 owe me money, you you owe me money. I'm like no, no, I'm, no, not, no. I'm not gonna run away with it. I'm, I'm gonna pay you back. <laughs> yeah, because you're like no, because I don't know why, but it makes me go crazy when someone's like yeah yeah sure sure sure, and <laughs> it makes me see red. Honestly, like I will have my hands around that person's throat before. Yeah. Like, I mean, the last time someone owed me money and didn't pay, um, they bought my motorbike from me. And he's a good bloke. He's a guy. He's a good guy. He's just a bit of a dick when it comes to money. And he just stopped paying. We agreed he'd pay me like, like it was two and a half grand for the bike. I brought it, you know, it should have been a bit more, but I, it makes rates, whatever. I sold it to him for two, four. And he was supposed to be sending me sort of 300, 400 pounds a month regularly. Um, and then I would put that money. So I automatically deducted that. Um, the money and put it from my current account into my savings account so I could use so basically it would just come across as a lump sum eventually right yeah I didn't realize he cancelled the payments and when I found out that he cancelled the payments and then he hung up on me yeah. I, I've ever come that close to just going to someone's house to kick the shit out of him I nearly I mean like luckily for him he lived with my mate and I had my mate sort it out but I went fucking batshit um, I can't stand it because I think though um, I mean, one of the things that we were very much taught was that uh, the perils of debt. Um, that's why I've not had a credit card until um, it became quite apparent that it might be a good idea mm. under the circumstances. Um, and it's also like, you know, when I was like 16, 17, 18, I would always, always, always have a hundred pounds, yeah. you know, in the bag just as a sort of rainy day money. And in Indonesia, again, I would, you know, I, I set aside little bits of money for things. So for example, um, there was this guy who used to live with me who would always be, who didn't have very good money management. And, um, but his mum would always pay me back for him. So I put, I had a little fund for him that I separated from my wages every, every month, just in case he needed a bit of a bailout. Cause otherwise, you know, cause I, I, I trusted his mum. Um, didn't trust him. Still don't. Um, bit of a cock really. But, um, it's, you know, I mean, but that's the point. I mean, they say you should never really mix friendship and money and you definitely shouldn't. Um, mm. I think that with, but I mean, cause I mean, do you think that if you'd had a job when you were younger, like when you were 16, 17, do you think if you'd had like a sort of a waitering job or something like that, that would have helped you 
learn how to manage your finances better? Uh, from I, don't, I don't actually think so. I think the issue was is just I just needed money for one period of time just to buy like the laptop. I never really I understood the like concept of getting into debt. I understood all of that. I've seen people around me do it. I see them getting themselves in that situation. I never wanted to get myself into. But mm. um what what got me into it was just one small thing I needed that kind of escalated into much um bigger things. Would you say that you developed like a habit of spending money or yeah. was it just it, was sort of, then it got it got to the point like with this catalog it's like you could spend now and worry about it tomorrow. It was like going to that habit sort of thing. Like I could spend this now, yeah. now and worry about it tomorrow. Like that's tomorrow's problem. Today I get to enjoy this. So like it got, it got into that. I like, eventually, I'm like, eventually I'll get a decent job, pay that off. So going to that, that's, that was sort of my thinking. I'm like, I'll just pay this off. I just constantly, I'll, I'll just spend whatever time. Because it's not, it wasn't like, it may sound like a lot of money, wasn't, but it's not that much money when you like think about it. It's not like hundreds of thousands of yeah. pounds. But it's something that's payable. So it's not, it was never like, like, like it was like it was broken up into like small, small amounts of money. Yeah. But yeah, not like, under two thousand pounds each. And it's like it's always like to in my head sort of like I can if I could spend the next six months, I can pay that off easily. So it was never a crazy amount of money, but you just get to your point where you're just not paying it off. And also you've got other stuff you're doing in life. As well, yeah. So like, you can't just focus on just. It's not like you got to stay in for the next six months and do nothing and just pay that off. You got other stuff you're doing. You, I'm in a yeah. In a really, I'm in a relationship and everything. I've got a lot of stuff I want to do with the missus and everything. So yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think that I mean, like, and also I think it can be quite difficult because when you're in your late twenties, obviously you've got quite a lot of people to impress in yeah. a way, and also you want to be sociable and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I think that it's really, really important for personal growth to be able to do that as well. But yeah. equally, um, I mean, do you feel like there should be sort of, because um, I, I feel like if, I mean, having, for me, if I was, to, I mean, I, I, I get really angry at the idea of having to give people money for nothing. Yeah. Um, for example, if I give, um, like when I go into the red on my current account, one of the reasons I bought a credit card actually was to offset that. Yeah. Um, when I went through a period of being unemployed for nine months last year, um, I found that even though I'd done all my saving up and stuff like that, I was still eating about a grand, not eating it, but as in I was still spending about a thousand pounds a month, give or take, yeah. just on being alive in the area that I lived in, which was, you know, I mean, when you're paying like six pounds a pint, like you say, it just starts a little bit and a little bit. And the next yeah. thing you look at your finances and you're like, what the fuck happened? And it's all there. Yeah. It, 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 oh, I thought like you spend one pound every day. That's gonna add up. <laughs> yeah, I mean it adds yeah. up to three hundred sixty-five yeah. pounds a year. Yeah, like, you know, I mean, like, and that's just on what? I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's on like lollipops or yeah. on whatever it costs yeah. a quid. I don't know off the top of my head. So, um, um, you know, like to segue back of how I um like just got out of it. So yeah, as I said, I kind of consolidated that, paid off my um student overdraft. Then they started reducing that overdraft amount that that they allowed me because I don't use the account anymore. But then yeah, um. Yeah, I got the Tesco card and have like 33 months interest. But to be honest, that that's not where it ended though. Like still, yeah, that's not where it ended. It, it helped, it helped a lot, but that's not where it ended. I still um because I had a, she said the problems. I almost solved it at the time. Oh, so right, <laughs> don't worry, it didn't get worse. It got it, was, it just stayed in the same place. So you're now basically paying interest only, or no, I'm not paying any interest. Okay. So I had this interest-free period, which I right. didn't pay off my debt in. I just kept kept using it for like I'll pay a bit, then use it, pay a bit, use it. 
So go I mean, lump sum, hit it with the savings account. Yeah, hold knock on, it hold all out. So coming into this mortgage period now, like they assess your finance, but um, right because I've paid off all these. God, debts, you've got your messes. Because I. <laughs> Because I've paid off, because I've paid off all this debt in the past and everything, my credit rating now has gone from being poor to excellent. So I've got excellent credit now, just because right? Because I've paid off all this debt in the past. So yeah, now I've got excellent credit, uh, an excellent credit score. But yeah, I still owe um, this, this amount of money. But then, like coming into doing this mortgage, they kind of said that yeah, you need to get rid of that quickly. So yeah. So that interest period, interest-free period on that credit card ran out. So did you manage to get rid of it? No. So I ended up get, doing the same thing again, but with the with the best because I got excellent credit now with the best credit card you can get. Oh, nice! Transferred that. <laughs> I came up in the world. Transferred that. Over, yeah. <laughs> Someone's that, learned a few lessons, not the right ones, but you learned yeah. them. <laughs> transferred that over. Transferred that over to the next one, and then now. Right. But what I did this time, my habit changed this time. Why did I didn't even open the credit card? I just I don't even know the pin to it. I put in a drawer somewhere. Right, that's good. That's good. Left it there, and now I've like yeah. pretty much paid that off. So you, like, have you set up a standing order to pay it off? Yeah, yeah. I pay like have a direct debit. Then I just, just paved that, and I paid. So I think what the, I paid quite a bit of money this month to it. So yeah, should, that will that that will be gone pretty much. So how long how long before you're debt free now? Probably about a month or two. Month or two. That's really yeah. good, man. Yeah, it's quite. Sorry, yeah. but you know. Yeah, I mean, that's, and that's still. It, 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 it does escalate because um, this is ten years in the making. Yeah, and there's ten years of stress as well, though. Yeah, I mean, like, it sounds ten, real. Yeah, this is ten years. It followed me from I was twenty, and now I'm thirty. Do you feel that that's how that sort of changed you? I mean, like, has it had any effect on you personally? Is in like you know, like, do you feel like it's something that's been a burden? For um, a long time, or it, it is it in the back of your mind. It's not really a burden, burden because, uh, um, as I said, you're working, so you earn money. Yet your mm. pay is increasing and everything. So it's like a small amount of your the money you're earning, you're paying out. But um, yeah, as it's a um, part of the, this whole process of buying a property, it's something that that I have to get rid of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, otherwise, you won't be able to get through. Yeah. Um, did you ever receive any sort of support from your family financially or not? No, not re- no, not at all. Not at all. Yeah, because I mean, I think that for me to be able to sit here and because I, I know I have, I'm very lucky in the fact that I have yeah. rentals. Yeah, I'm not saying I've got daddy's credit card, but let um, me, you know, let me, if I'm 500 pounds short, then I can ask and then me, sort out a debit card with him so yeah. that debit with him once yeah you know, like, or my mum or my dad that will yeah. you know because they'll have a they i think they've also kind of got a little yeah well, I call it a fraser fund because yeah. the guy was called fraser but um i think they've got a les fund like just in case i fuck up <laughs> like um, let, me, for just let, me, in case. let me give you a little background um growing up like i i grew up with just my mum but my dad if he, if he knew I needed something, he would pay it pretty much. If like he needed, no, I needed a, like, a couple hundred quid, he would give me if I needed it. Right. Um, yeah, growing up, like my mum always had like not the best job in the world, but compared because I grew up on a council estate, so compared to um, most people that I grew up with, they had like f- um, free school meals and everything. But I was, my mum always had like a decent job, so I didn't have I didn't have school food. I was like rich amongst poor people, essentially. Well, yeah, 
Yeah, so yeah, you're doing all right. Yeah, yeah, so we're doing okay. Like not crazy, not crazy. Okay, but my mom owned her flat. Yeah, still that's like that's a huge yeah. amount. I mean, yeah. like where whereabouts was that? This is on um, Kennington, but this is like 90th Kennington, so it's a lot cheaper now. You have to be rich. Yeah, I was going to say. I hope she kept on to it. Yeah. I don't think she did, she. Yeah, because I mean, if you kept on to that in Kennington now, you'd be fucking laughing. Yeah, yeah. you'd be like, so, hey, the house makes more money than I do. So, <laughs> yeah, so she, she, my mom, always been in a decent, most of the time, been in a decent um, position, but then sometimes things will happen. So what happened is everybody knows about the the economy in 2008. Yeah, the crash. Yeah, so yeah, so she got made redundant. You know, the poor people had to pay for that. Yeah, so she ended up being made redundant in this period where she struggled financially for quite a few years. So this is two years before I went to uni. So, yeah, yeah. So um, she she struggled financially, and um, what happened? Um, eventually we had to move out of the flat in Kennington and rent it out and live in a, a one bedroom in Bromley. That's that's not ideal. Yeah, one bedroom. I was on a blow up mattress in the sitting room she's in the bedroom so that's that's that was the situation i was in before i went to kill and this is while she's already got a job and all this other stuff yeah, and so it took agree. a while it took a while to get a job another job over it but nearly two years about a year year and a half uh-huh. it took her to get another job so that's building up all this mountain of stuff building up and then she can't afford to stay in kennington we can't yeah. afford to stay in kennington anymore so we had to go to bromley where it was cheaper and I like, live in a one bedroom flat. So I had to like spend crazy amount. I, I couldn't afford my travel because that's in zone five. So I had to spend like hours traveling by bus and trains and all that together yeah. to get to um, college. I so, mean, it, just, uh, it sounds like it just gets harder and harder. Yeah. So it got like, so it was that period, those two, especially those two years there, was extremely hard. So, um, and also, yeah. it was not like people say, oh, why do you, people say, oh, why do you work? I couldn't, I couldn't, I tried to work. Didn't no, because, yeah, I mean, like, if, you, if it takes you like two hours to get home from school, yeah. then of course you can't work. Yeah, and I'm, I'm doing how many hours in college? I even said to her, I want to drop out, like, stay in college pretty much. Yeah. Especially, like, my last year, I was like, I want to drop out. And she's like, no, you need to continue. Especially when I was in Bromley, I was like, I want to drop out. But she's like, yeah, I mean, she, she, she always wanted me to go to uni, so just kept going. So yeah, so right, so that's the reason why that's that's the part of the reason why that situation happened because obviously they have loads of like before if this happened like maybe two thousand and seven me going to uni, or even in two thousand and eight when I when I could have gone to uni, if that happened then that she she would have just bought me that. <laughs> you know yeah. yeah, she would have just bought me that. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like that. I mean. I didn't ask my dad for. I didn't ask my dad to do. It. He probably, my dad might have been able to do, but I, I've never asked him for anything, really. Is that a pride thing, or is that because you know you just wouldn't feel comfortable owing it? I don't. I don't. I just don't have that relationship. Don't get me wrong. He did give me some cash when I went to uni, about four hundred pound or something. He gave me some cash when I went, when he heard I was going to uni. But um, hmm. I just yeah, I don't. Have, I just don't have that relationship where I would ask him for it or call him up. But, um, I mean, if you don't. I mean, if you saw him. You said before that you see him as an uncle, so. You know, like not really as a sort of dad. So I can see why. You, I mean, I wouldn't. I would feel a bit awkward about asking my uncle for money or something. Yeah. I think probably the same sort of situation. Yeah. Like, well, no, um, yeah, well, you know, personal. Yeah. So that was the situation leading up to um 2010 when I went to university. So that's the reason yeah. why that that kind of contributed to that situation where where um I ended up needing to use that catalog to buy stuff. But also it was me also being reckless as well. But also as well that yeah, I haven't had clothes in how many years because I used to be able to buy loads of clothes back in the day when my mom had yeah. money. But I got to a point where I couldn't buy clothes for a couple of years. So 
I'm in uni now, I want new clothes. So I ended up spending a lot of that on clothes as well. Did you find that there was any social pressure at uni to sort of come up to a certain standard? No, uh, not really. Not really. It's just, like, it's just me wanting to do it. Wanting to. Because yeah. you're, 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 you're going out all the time and everything. I mean, I never knew that, obviously. Um, that's quite a lot. Cause, I mean, I think that... Because when I met you at that point, yeah. to me, you you seemed the sort of, you know to have a similar financial background to me. Um, yeah. I knew that you were a bit more London than I was, so to speak. Um, yeah. Because obviously, um, you know, I can say the word ask. Um, and yeah, I class divide. Got <laughs> 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 oh, it. Um, no, um, but, like, oh, but <laughs> I find this kind of frustrating thing with money actually is that um, I think after a few years, like when you've you know, like when you start making your own money and stuff, and then also like when you've when you get a job and you start being like okay well you can sort of literally tell how much what you're doing costs in hours mm. so you know like i mean for example i know that at the moment i get paid about not a lot really i mean like considering i, I work a nine hour day and i get yeah. paid 100 quid for it so i get paid about 12 13 quid for it yeah uh, 13 quid or so um an hour so for me when i go to a pub um and i part well one one day we'll we'll go again one day um but when like you know like i used to go to the pub with the guys and i realized that it was going to cost me sort of an hour's work to buy two beers and but if you know or like and like, you can sort of start to add it up like that and then yeah. you're like well would i work for 17 hours for this thing or would i work for two days three days just to take this girl on a date or you know or to you know buy a nice whiskey for x and y yeah. um but i think that the whole thing that you've experienced where you had your money so i've gone bit off there but um with the fact you suddenly you know got landed with access to a thousand pounds or so yeah i feel like that's just the same as when you kind of get your first paycheck after a little drought Um, i mean i know that when i got my first um i got i worked through christmas and you know because i didn't have a job until like november time um when we started recording these things and um as soon as i got a job it was the first time in nine months that my money had gone from being just zero you know like down and down and down and i worked two jobs uh for the same week and then they both added up to about 500 pounds yeah. for a week i was exhausted but i got quite emotional i mean you know i, I won't lie i was a little bit teary yeah um because after a year of not seeing you know like of, of like working hard all the time and trying your best constantly and not having anything for it to finally get like a little bit of money just enough money for you to feel valuable again or like to feel like you can go and buy a fucking t-shirt. Mm. It, it's a huge deal. And I think it's quite overwhelming sometimes. So I think that there's no wonder that if you went from having that background of, you know, a year of sleep on a fucking air mattress yeah. and not that had, holes in it, that had holes in it, that would deflate in the night. Oh my God. Yeah. I wouldn't sleep on that in a sleepover. <laughs> well, I would, but I wouldn't do it knowingly. Yeah. I mean, you know, like you've, you've, <laughs> If I was sleeping over, I'd just be like nudging you and you miss over, like, yeah, come on, move your ass. Like, fucking give me the one with the hole in yeah. your dick. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, budge, budge, budge. It's, um, um, <laughs> I was watching, like, years ago, I was watching this thing about how rap, why rappers go broke so quick, um, easily. And it's really? Because, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I mean, everything's done okay. He's got a fucking lake in his house. Yeah, that's because he's, like, the biggest selling artist of all time. But, like, for those other smaller, like, rappers that, that get a million dollar check, 
they're yeah. the ones that go broke. So what happens? They get like they a million dollars. So they start off poor. They start off poor with no like no credit, bad no credit or bad credit. So they start off poor yeah. with nothing, and then they get like suddenly given like, like age eighteen or twenty or whatever a million dollars suddenly. And then I what happens? What happens with that million? What happens with that million dollars? Instantly, half of that goes to tax, so it goes down to five hundred thousand. Yeah, and then you hear the fact that it's checking yeah. a million dollars, and then yeah. you're like, because yeah. I think that that's one of the things that people always overlook is the fact that the tax pay tax. Yeah, and then they have to like, buy a property, and because they have shit or no credit, they have to pay more than the ten percent or twenty percent. They have to pay. Mm. They end up paying that, and then they're also having to um, do the whole image of the chain and the whole the whole clothes and shit like that, buying clothes all the time, that costs so much money. So that million dollars goes down to pretty much nothing. And they have to pay for the people in their neighborhood and family members and everything that thinks they're loaded. So now that million dollars like goes down very quickly. So there's like a rapper yeah, that was on his show. And then 10 grand afterwards, like what the yeah. fuck was that? There's a, <laughs> there's a rapper that was talking like, he said, yeah, I was a millionaire for long <laughs> after his first check. And because also as well, the, that that check that they get given is not really their money. It's like more of a loan, it's an advance. So that money is invested. So like when you get signed, this is how it used to be. It's not the same anymore. But when you mm. sign a record deal, you get given an advance. So they these record labels are investing in you. You're an investment to them. They like your music. So they invest in this X amount of money into you. So they give you uh, whatever million pounds. And now they want that money back in the future. So when your album comes out now, you might sell how much they, they want to recoup all the money they've paid into you. Would you be you, responsible for selling that? Yeah, you need to sell the records. So you won't receive another penny until they recoup every single penny they've paid for you. For you. And then presumably they make more on that as well yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. So that's why you hear stories about them going broke, all these stars going broke because... Especially if they don't sign it sounds a like your Capital One loan, mate. I mean, yeah. it just sounds like... I mean, it seems to be quite a pattern here, a yeah. very interesting structure that's built around interest. Yeah. And also plays on the poor. Yeah. So, like, especially in that you give, like, you've given an 18, 20-year-old, somebody in their early 20s, all this money that's never had money before, and they're just... You expect, yeah, them to, expect it to last... Course yeah, not. if someone gave me, like, 30 grand now... Yeah. I mean, being 30, I would probably invest it towards a yeah. house or yeah, yeah. have a discussion with people who know better than me. But I'm surrounded by people who do know better yeah, than me yeah. and how to manage money better. And that's, um, the, that's the thing that comes with age. Like, being a 30-year-old, being a there's no way in hell I'm just going to spend 30 pounds on a watch, 30 grand on a watch, though. There's no yeah, chance in hell. That, there's no chance in hell I'm going to do that. I'm going to put that towards buying something that I'll value yeah, or put that towards the property. But I don't know if I would have the same mentality when I was 18 or... 20 what to do with that that same amount of money i'm not sure what i would have done with it i think if Especially i was 18 and that much money i would yeah. try i would assume that a boat costs yeah. enough you know yeah. and i think that when you get given that much money you know having never experienced more than you know like whatever i mean like you know like and i think that if you give given like that much money and i i don't think it just applies to young people i think that it applies to anyone because yeah. they find this with um, millionaires uh, who win the lottery yeah their money just gets spanked because a you're coming from an environment where you're suddenly missed you know mr big money and then everyone starts sort of socially pressuring you yeah. into give them a slice of the pie even though it's none of the business uh, or coming up to you and being like hey do you mind if i have like, you know, like, um, my, my child's sick. Do you mind if I just borrow a couple of grand because you've got quite a bit? And I think that also when you don't understand how much money that is or how little money it actually a million yeah. pounds is, like, 
it's very difficult to, I mean, because I mean, if when we're writing about coronavirus, yeah. it's like the numbers don't make sense. And is, I think I said this before, but after the first thousand people, people just kind of get numb to it. They don't care yeah. because they can't imagine a thousand people. Yeah. Um, so we have to write it in terms of, well, we, we, you know, like some of us are trying to write it in terms of that's three football stadiums worth of people yeah. are dead now. Yeah. Um, but with a million pounds, I don't, I can't count to a million straight unless I had like all day which yeah. I don't because I've got better things to do. Yeah. But the point is, it's just numbers and zeros and ones and zeros. And But for a million pounds, you can't, you can, you know, I mean, like no one knows how much a good deal for a boat is if your yeah. dream's to have a boat. It's just a dream. Yeah. And I think that if, you know, like if you're going to buy it, and then as soon as you sort of look for a boat, um, then they start kind of reeling you in. I think the thing about winning money that like that is, first of all, one, is this money being bled out? If you want like yeah. say, twelve million pounds, is this money going out and none coming in? So yeah. So obviously, if you go and buy yourself a mansion and start living a high price lifestyle and you have no money coming in, obviously you're gonna go broke. And also, a mansion's got maintenance costs, yeah. things like that. Yeah. I mean, like I wouldn't be able to afford the, the electricity bill in mansion. Also, also, as well, you didn't make that money. You've won it. You, you didn't. You yeah. Know how to make another twelve million if you need to? Well, I mean, the easy way to do that is to invest it, but then you've got to yeah. find a wise investment around yourself. The th- with people yeah. know how to that's do the it. thing, though. People you're not going to find that knowledge in your low in, in a social yeah. circle. Where people don't yeah. invest money. Yeah. It's like so, trying to find out how to swim from a bunch of pe- from a bunch of people who've never left the desert. Yeah, that's the thing, though. Like people always say, invest your money, but what, invest your money in what? You can invest your money yeah. in like an upside down toilet. You're not going to make any money. You're going to lose that. Well, oh, you would in some places. The example I'm thinking of um, is this guy. I think he would make. I think he might have been a bin man or something. And uh, he won like twelve mm. million pound, and then he just bought like himself a mansion and a bunch of cars, and used to just do some sort of race, racing, crashing each other, into each other with his mates. And now uh, he, he ended up going broke. His neighbors hated him because he had all these. Yeah, yeah, the lotto loud. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, loved him. Yeah, so obviously he got that money. He spent all that, but like clearly he doesn't surround himself with wise people that's going to tell him how to invest his money. Like, so of course. No, and I think also people who are quite conservative and like sort of. Yeah. You know, understand that kind of thing a lot yeah. better. Um, they wouldn't necessarily want to associate with yeah. him. And I also, think, I think he probably trust them. I wouldn't trust somebody like yeah. that. Like, if I was sitting there surrounded by my mates, and then you know, who were like who've been there for me from the beginning. Yeah. And like you know, and just like I would much rather you know invest yeah. in this Jimmy guy who's been my brother forever. Yeah. Um, say, give it to some posh guy who's got nothing to do with me, yeah. who's going to charge you five percent on some invisible bullshit if I give him all of my money. Yeah. It sounds yeah. like you. I think growing up, like when I was very young, like a million pounds sounded like a lot of money. But like to me yeah. now, that doesn't sound like a lot of money. It is a lot of money. I would love to have a million pounds if the universe was. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say no to it. But yeah, but I mean, it's not as much as I thought it was as a kid. I know that I can't live on a million pounds forever. Like maybe I could if I budgeted it out to like maybe 30 grand a year life. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you wouldn't be but, living well. I mean, you'd yeah. be living, you'd just be living like you yeah. do now. But yeah. Get a job and- Half yeah. the time having a job gives you a sense of purpose. Like, what do you do all day? I, yeah. I sit and I casually, <laughs> I, I sit there and I budget. Um, you know, like, I'm basically my own housewife. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I know, like, I know, like, I don't think, I don't think, I've been, I don't think a million pounds might even be enough for me to quit my job. I don't, I'm not even sure about that. It'd be enough for I me, think that, it'd be enough for me to buy a nice house, maybe a car, put, um, invest it, save some money, go on a nice holiday. But I don't think it would be enough for me to just, pack up and just it might it might be enough for a few years but like yeah eventually that's not gonna go that far once you especially once you buy a house you buy yourself a house i mean you assume you have the intelligence to invest in a house not like a a palace i mean like the thing is that it's like 
if you wanted to make it work, but you'd have to change your line of work. You'd have yeah. to change. You'd have to go from you know. You'd have to invest in something that would then make money oh, from I mean, the money. Yeah, so yeah. you know, like buy like three or four flats in London yeah. and then work money from there. Yeah. I mean, even then, they're three hundred grand a, a pop for a shit one. Yeah. So if you get a nice flat and then rent that, you've got to have like five hundred grand. You can invest in that straight well, up. Well, around my around to find someone to buy that, it's a pain in the ass. Well, around this area to buy yourself a townhouse, which is like like three floors, it's like. Nine hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Nine hundred thousand around here. Nine hundred thousand for a townhouse. Yeah. Well, three floors. Yeah. To buy yourself a to buy yourself a two bedroom flat, it's about six hundred thousand. So yeah, it's not a million pounds doesn't stretch that far in London. Two bed flat for six hundred grand. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. Um. No wonder we're all fucked. Yeah. I mean, I think that. I mean, but, it's not worth it either. Yeah. I mean, if you have to it objectively, if you can buy an elephant for five grand, <laughs> right, I'm going to buy the fucking elephant for five grand. You know, I mean, like, that's a fucking cool investment because people want to come and see the elephant and you can make a business with the elephant. You shouldn't because it's animal cruelty and we all love elephants. But that's the point. We all love elephants. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, imagine going down, like, I mean, I would buy it just, I mean, I would love to. All right, so I'm if I've got a million pounds, I'd definitely buy an elephant now. I'm, now it's going in my head. I, I can't stop thinking about it. I'm going to buy it and I'm going to call it Nelly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean what i'm trying to say is that like do you feel that sometimes like the investments that we're being asked to make um by i mean particularly in property for example i mean that's obviously the most solid investment both figuratively and literally unless it literally burns down um obviously the stock market now has collapsed because mm-hmm. of coronavirus um the only unless you're investing in a business like a pharmaceutical giant yeah um and worth investing in it beforehand the thing with stocks, the thing with the thing with the stock market, I think it's a bit too easy, in the sense that any dickhead can like buy stocks, like with just a click of a button. It's a bit too easy, especially. So my point is that it's too easy that even if you don't know what the hell you're doing, you can buy stocks, and I think it's a bit of a dangerous game to play. Like I think to to yeah. go on the stock market, you either need somebody that like know what they're doing to advise you properly, or you need to have read a bunch of books and studied your stuff properly. Like anybody, I could go in the stock market right now and invest a bunch of money. Yeah. Doesn't mean I know what I'm doing. I have no, no, I do. have no clue. You go in there, you just lose. I could lose all my money tomorrow. Like, it's easy. I mean, I think that's the financial problem that everyone's finding yeah. now is that those who were wise and invested their money are losing it rapidly. I mean, yeah. like Brexit, um, I know that my family have put a fair bit into stocks, but when Brexit happened, the eve of Brexit, we lost 10% of yeah. our money. Yeah. Or the family money. You would do. Not the family money. So my parents invested wisely in, in their own money that they earned. Yeah. And, you know, it just happens that, you know, like, and that little nest egg kept trucking along. Yeah. But when Brexit happened, they, um, the stock price, the stock and the value of the pound and everything like that just went rock bottom. Yeah. Uh, and I think that, you know, investing in gold is really the only really quite good idea. I tried, I'll um, tell you, I, I tried the stock market briefly. Not that, like, the, you know, the trading 212. I, I tried that. I'm just testing it out few years ago just to see how it works i've tested i only i didn't put that much money i only put like 100 quid i only put like 100 quid in. crazy though like you put money into something you just see your money declining instantly <laughs> i'm like no stop. <laughs> you would have known that pogs yeah, weren't yeah. making a comeback yeah. and then like, <laughs> your money goes all the way almost to almost to nothing then you take whatever money you have and then you buy something else and yeah and then of thing. course as soon as you take yeah. your money out it all just goes rocketing up it's like I mean, like, and also, like, you've got to have a fucking crystal ball for that yeah. one. I mean, so, like, sod who thought it was a good idea just to throw Fiverr at some random pharmaceutical uh, company. 
Why did coronavirus happens? And he's like, you know when you know when um the Bitcoin thing was kicking off and everybody's getting paid. So I I did like some other cryptocurrency around like just after that. So mm. I, I invested in that and, and like yeah, that bleeds money. <laughs> so I, yeah. I did I did some sort of cryptocurrency and it started going down and I lost like, a bunch of money. Really, no one was using it. Yeah, and then I then I'm like shit. So I took the money I had and went into um I sold and I went to, into gold. I think I bought gold or oil. I can't remember which one it was. And then my money, I got my, I got the money that I lost back. I'm like, oh, cool. They tried something else that that went down again. And then I had like, my money went down almost again. And then I went, I went and got gold. And then I'm like, I made my money back, but I thought I got a bit greedy. I stayed in too long and I lost my money. It goes up and down, it goes up and down in a day. But um, the thing, the thing about the stock market, you need to have a first of all, you need to have a bunch of money that you're prepared to lose. First, yeah, capital. No guarantee. You have to have money that if you lose it, you're you're okay, sort of thing. And yeah. Also, so you have to have a disposable yeah, income. And also, yeah. And also, and also as well, like um, you need to. It needs to be money that you don't need to pay your mortgage or your bills right now. You can leave it, leave it, forget about it. And um, also, I didn't have that amount of money to to lose. It's just. I only put a hundred quid in just to see if I could flip it. But, that, but that's the thing though. Okay. I don't think quick flips work really. I think like a lot of time we do try to do quick flip anything, you end up losing all your, your money most of the time. But Were you working for the advice of that little um, investor friend of ours? Who? S. Oh, no, I, I, I wasn't talking to him about that, no. Oh, you should have talked to him about this. It's his job. Yeah. I know, I know. This is what I mean. You've got the people around you. Yeah, you could have told yeah. you where to put the hundred quid, and then yeah. you'd have been able to do the experiment, but safely. Yeah. But again, if he was charging somebody else for that service, believe where he almost guarantee them a yeah. fair bit of money because he's in the stock market. Believe then he'd be me, fine. Believe me, if I had a decent money, about amount of money to do that with, I'd definitely be speaking to him about it. Yeah, I mean, my brother, he's quite good at that kind of thing. He yeah. started experimenting with it when he was about twenty or something like that, and. Um, and he's like, how much money you got? And I told him how much was in my savings account. And it was fuck all because I'd just gone and bought a motorbike. And he laughed at me. And I was like, it's a couple of grand, you bastard. He goes, yeah, come on, you need real money to be able to invest in it. And I was like, oh, fuck you. I mean, by the time you've made that much money, especially if you've got like a sort of low income job. Yeah. Like, how are you, you know, I mean, by then, it's like what we were saying earlier, where it was like 15 quid is like two hours, you know, an hour and a half's work if you're on minimum wage or something, or yeah. two hours working on minimum wage. So you feel really attached to that little lump and you're not going to gamble it. Mm. Which I think is, you know, makes things quite difficult because if you're a successful, I mean, it's like gambling full stop. It, it what just, would you, what would you, if you was to win a million pound, what would you, first of all, like, let me ask you two questions. First of all, um, you win, the, like, you do the lottery tonight and you win, say, 50 million pounds, you win 50 million pounds. Right. It's quite, that's the difference between a million and 50 million. 50 million pounds, you've, you've won 50 million pounds. Hmm. Put me through the first 24 hours of what you do. You've won the money, now it's transferred yeah. into your account. Now now your account reads 50 million pounds. Uh, I would get my mum pretty much whatever she wanted. I would get her her own very own personal shop. I mean, I'm gonna blow a fuck ton on my parents and my no, brother as okay, well. Okay, talk me through the first 24 hours though. So you, you've gone into shopping. your computer. Lots of so, <laughs> I'm gonna go on Amazon and buy stuff they suggest. Okay, um, like... okay let me break it down. Let's break it down slowly. You've All right. logged onto your online banking or your app or whatever. Yeah. A million pound in your account. Well, okay. First thing I do is probably sort out a few special treats to people who've, you know, got me where I am. Yeah. Um, I would sort out, I would take, you know, I, I would just, I, I wouldn't tell my dad, but I'd get him his dream car. 
Um, I'd be like, can we just quickly test drive, th test drive this? He'd be like, no, you can't afford anything, kind of thing. And then I'd be like, no, 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 no I can't, but it's yours. Yeah. Uh, you know, just give it to him. You know, that, that was like a millionaire moment, like, ah, you deserve it. Would you tell just, people? Would you tell people? Absolutely not. You won or how much? Absolutely. I tell the missus because obviously she'd she'd have to understand why it was okay for me to just sit there and start drinking my way. Um, or like, you know, like, it's like, no, we're going to go outside. I'm going to open the pub because I just bought it. What about your, um, what about your parents? Family, obviously, I put another, I'd put another floor in their house. Um, or like, no I, no, I, no, I wouldn't do that. I would buy them something nice that's for them. Um, you would tell yeah, your parents that you want to help me invest it. And I think you they make your, wide investments. Would you tell your so, brother? Yeah. Because so he works for that four people you tell so far. Anybody else? Yeah, so that's the inner circle. I would probably start there because I think that you don't want word getting around like with that kind of money because otherwise people get a case of the gimmies. And also people will see you differently when you've made a lot of money. I know that because I've got a few good friends. Um, and when some of them, you know, like, and sometimes some of our mates, you know, like your mates occasionally they have a big win in life. And they make a lot of money in one, you know, like in one hit. Um, I think I've got a friend who's a trader and he makes a fair mm. lump of money. It's a very insecure industry. Mm. So, you know, he has to be very wise about his money. But when he makes those lumps, you know, like it's, it's mind blowing amount of money mm. for me, um, particularly when you don't have a job. So it's difficult to not feel a little bit pissy. Mm. If, you know, like when you're, I mean, like this guy's really generous. So, you know, it's when, but like, for example, if I knew that if we were buying rounds, and I knew that one of the guys we're buying rounds with is a millionaire and he's sitting there like, and I've not got a job. I'm going to feel a bit pissed off about the fact that I'm still paying a round in the same yeah. as him. You know, if he can afford, if he can afford the bloody pub and I can't afford the pint, you know, I'm sitting there scraping pennies, you know, it's, it's inevitable. So I think that is, but the problem isn't me there. It's the fact that if I was that millionaire, yeah, I wouldn't want people to feel like I wasn't like, you know, I, you, it would alienate me in some way. Yeah. And I think, you know, through no fault of your own, other than the fact you've made 50 million somehow, like God just gave you 50 million, it would alienate you. And I also think though that, so that's why I probably only would tell my family because let's face it, they're going to get a share in it anyway. So, they, so, so that covers everybody you're going to tell immediately. I would employ my brother to, so, uh, I would ask my brother to sort of, I would give at least half of it to my brother to invest. Because he's a talented... So 25 million. So, uh, yeah, I give him that. I mean, I put the capital... And also, I would... I mean, obviously, lot, I'm going to put a million on, like, in my family and, you know, like, doing nice this, things. For a lot months. of this stuff... I'm not going to stay in England for a while. A lot of this stuff you mentioned was going to take a little bit of time. So let's let, let's take it uh, on baby steps. Well, I mean, what can you do? You just get drunk. I mean, like... Yeah. What, for 24 hours, you've got to let that money, that idea even settle in. That takes an hour and a half just to no, sort of... No, you, I'm going to... I would spend the first hour sitting there staring at the screen like, fuck off. You know what um, I'll do? Well, if it, if it was me now, in the first 25, I've, I've gone into my app. <laughs> babe, babe, I've grown an extra three inches. Babe, babe, I'm moving. <laughs> See you later. Pamela <laughs> <laughs> <Pamela> Anderson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no um yeah first of all me and my missus packing up quickly we go we relocate to wherever five-star hotel maybe the w hotel get oh, the yeah. biggest biggest suite then that's the first move take a uber or something straight over there and then we kind of an uber you still take the uber you won't take the limo you take the uber yeah maybe maybe whatever uber xl in it like the 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 all oh, right thanks man yeah, Jaguars. But anyway, yeah, I'm going probably there. No, Mr. Executive. Probably, 
probably go there, kind of. Like that, take a helicopter. <laughs> but you live next to a yacht club. Dude, take a buy yacht. a boat. <laughs> like that one. I want that one. It's not for sale. Here's, a, here's an extra 500. <laughs> it's for sale and enjoy the boat, sir. <laughs> yeah. I think I'll definitely yeah, book that for a night, kind of from that point on, that kind of work out what my next move. I think my first move would probably be leaving the country, to be honest. Mm. I think um yeah, I think I'll definitely book like a world tour, like world trip, like, like Yeah, you can't book world. a cruise now, can you? No. <laughs> that's the tricky thing. You can't really leave the country now. I'm putting this in the um post coronavirus time. So there's no coronavirus. Mm. So yeah, but I'll probably yeah, definitely go abroad, go to a bunch of places I wanted to go to for like a while. I think I'll definitely probably travel for about a year. Yeah, me too. All inclusive. I think it's the same thing you can easy. Well, yeah. it kind of has to sink in as yeah. well. And you have to yeah. f- but obviously, beyond that, I'll definitely help my mom first of all. She'd be the first person to get a pe- like cash. I think I, I, um, my circle will be a bit a lot smaller. Who I tell that I've won this money to, um, to. I think it'll be just my missus and my mom, really. Well, I mean that's the same as me, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, you know, you don't really have any brothers and sisters, so yeah. so I'll be that small. But um, yeah, so my mom would be the first um, per- person really. But also, I would, yeah, there's other family members, like uncles and cousins I would want to help. Um, my grandma as well, I would probably redo our house in Jamaica. Yeah. Yeah, kind of build that up, build that into like a mansion or something, because they got like quite a bit of land out there, so. Because you could just live in Jamaica and have a great time, although yeah. you'd have to keep the account in Britain because in case, you know, it gets a bit hairy. Yeah. But, oh, yeah, definitely. I'll definitely, I forgot to, I'll definitely build a house for myself out there as well. I mean, like, how much do you think that would take up? How much money? Well, yeah, I mean, like, how much of that, because it's like what we were saying earlier about how these people, like, you know, the, they, you know, like the ones who win the millions and stuff, like, they lose it because yeah. they kind of give it, spread it around a bit, and by the end of it, there's nothing really to build on. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, like, you know, like, how much spreading would you be doing? Um, first of all, I'm not sure if I would tell everybody that I've won it, first of all, but... Um, you know, I, don't think, I, I think it's wise I when a lot of people don't do it. My mum, my mum's in her 60s. I don't think she needs, like, a, a, um, crazy <laughs> amount of money. I think like five million or something would be enough for her to do everything she needs. Would you spend it on clothes? Mm, probably buy clothes. Would you upgrade your wardrobe or? Huh? Yeah, I probably would. It'd be hard, it'd be hard not to. I think a lot of time. Yeah. I kind of I do kind of admire those billionaires that kind of just shop up Primark and buy whatever. Because I'm billionaires are like it doesn't matter if I buy a two pound t shirt or whatever five thousand pound t shirt. Same to me. Nothing to me really. So, yeah, it's like no one really sees much more than the dollar sign anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, I find it interesting because like, I'm like, what do you spend your money? What would you spend a lot of money on? If you have like billions of dollars, what would you spend it on? Like, really? well, I think I'd turn it into a nest egg and I think that it would be yeah. something that I could then carry, you know, future generations on. Yeah. Um, but also something that I would invest in maybe not um, immediately. I think it would be something I'd need to make sure was definitely growing. I'd yeah. need my money pit to continually grow. Yeah. In the in a, in the right way, um, yeah. I then delegate some spending money um, based off of that. So, for example, if with the interest that I'm making, I can then um, live off the interest, really, um, and the rest of it's just sort of a money churner. I think, um, but basically, just buying yourself a part of gold that just grows. And I think that's yeah. what they always say with these actual multi-millionaires is that they say that um, to have money, you have to have money yeah. to make it, money. Money to, breathe. Money breeds money. Yeah, I think yeah, like, exactly. in, ter- in terms of just buying, on, it's really easy. in terms of just buying materialistic stuff, I think yeah, probably, I probably would probably spend a bit more money on clothes, 
probably buy myself mm. a, a nice watch, a couple of nice watches, maybe. I don't know. I'm not really into cars, so I probably wouldn't spend a lot of money on cars. Um, I'd buy a few motorbikes. I'd have, like, I'd have like a Keener Reed fleet of motorbikes. Oh, uh, would you? Would you think, like, yeah, would, you buy yourself, like, would you buy yourself like one of those people that buys themselves like 10 cars for no reason? Nah, there's no point. You can only drive one at a time, can't you? Yeah. Um, I'd buy one for my dad. I'd buy probably, I mean, I think it depends on the individual that I'm buying a present for, but I'd buy a few big presents. But I think that um, I'd buy the flat next to my best mate's house just so that when I go over to his, I'm like, yeah, it's fine. I'm just going to head to my own bed that's insanely well furnished for considering I only go over here once a month. Um, oh. You know, like, and also I think I'd buy a few toys, like a little helicopter or something, yeah. just for me, a personal helicopter, just so I can just land. Oh, you know what I do? I think you can get a Harrier jump jet for a million pounds, right? Well, I think, you know, it, I mean, like the maintenance is insane on it because it's, you have to have unique engineers and whatever, but I might invest in um, a real boys toy like that, you know, like a fighter jet and um, just to, just to fuck with people. Um, but I think that'd you be fun. Like, you know, like, <laughs> one of those little hover jets, you know, like, I mean, I think Harry would be awesome because I think that, you know, my dad has a cricket field and um, I just do it to piss him off. Um, just land my jump jet in the middle of his uh, cricket field, just to him just going absolutely batshit. <laughs> like, and me being like, oh, shut up. You've got to, he's like, you've got a Porsche. You won. It's like, you, it's the middle of my green, you stupid bastard. <laughs> Get off. So, to, seg- <laughs> to segue back, so you told your missus, you've told your, um, your, fam- your, your immediate family, yeah. and you've won. So you're sat in this room with a 50 million in your account. What's the first thing you buy? Well, I mean, I just said that, like, buy people, you know, like various things. But also, I think I'd probably buy myself a little seaside house. Um, well, I'd buy... that, that stuff takes time. What's the first thing you, what's the first purchase? What, immediately? Well, I mean, I think I've already got enough gin in the, in the cupboard. It's but... interesting. I always ask people this question, that same question I ask you. And a lot of people don't really have a, a plan of action, really, it's just like, well, yeah, because it's unlikely to happen. It's sort of like, like, like we don't have a plan of action for that time when we own a boat. I asked a colleague that same question, and his question, his answer was, "I'll buy myself some headphones and McDonald's." Yeah, I think you would buy something really small. Um, I'm like, you've got so much money, dude. Yeah, but if you've got that much money, then you're not going to know how to spend it, are you? And like, I think it takes a while to kind of figure out that you have that much money because you can't imagine it. So it's like, if you did have unlimited so you wouldn't, capital... You wouldn't, you wouldn't just hit the West End or Westfield or somewhere, Harrods or something? Well, yeah, I mean, like, it's a weekend trip, but she's got a job. Um, you know, and I quite... I think that also the other thing that I would have a struggle with is not having a job if I quit my job. So okay. I would still want to work. I'd obviously... I think I'd change that's, it to working part-time. That's the, second, that's the second question I wanted to ask you before. So I said I was going to ask you two questions. First of all, what you do yeah. in the first 24 hours, which you don't really have a lot to do by the sound of it. On to the second question: Do you stay? Do you stay in the same job? Do, what do you do? Um, Fifty million pound in your account. Do you turn? Do you turn up? Do you turn up to work tomorrow? Hypothetically, this is no coronavirus. They asked me to commute. You no, you've got a nine o'clock start. Do you, what do you do? Take my helicopter, um, just to really fuck them off. Um, <laughs> now, this is like, um, before you can even buy a helicopter. Is that money just come in your account? You've got a nine o'clock you know start. You can get a helicopter yeah. into work, right? Like there are companies all around okay. this. Oh, yeah, right. but I do not know about this rich talk. Helitaxi. Helitaxi. So I'd take a helicopter to work just to rub it in uh, and probably abseil down the side of the building just to really rub it in. Um, I think that I would still want to work though. I wouldn't, I'd work remotely from the Seychelles, but I'd still want to do something. But would you work in the same job though? 
Um, of course, you would. Of course, you every wants to work, but do you? Actually... I mean, I I would because I I mean you know I spent ten years figuring out what I want to do with my life. So I like being a journalist. I like but you, you can know still be like, a, you could still be a journalist, but on your own own project. Yeah, but your your sense of reality will be warped by the wealth that you have. So your world changes. But what I've always liked you could start your own. You could start your own newspaper. There's no point. It sounds like a lot of work. So I want you know you'd want a bit of work, but not too much because that's the whole point. Because um, you don't have to work too much. I could, I could imagine myself like I've come into work at nine o'clock and my boss or somebody at my workplace giving me a hard time or blah blah blah. Yeah, the minute anyone gives you bullet, shit, you just put the house. Yeah, somebody <laughs> just somebody just gives me a hard time about some bullshit and I'm trying to do my job. I mean, for example, if you're like, if you know that there is no reason for you to be in that job other than the fact you want to be in that job, yeah. and then somebody comes along and starts giving you grief, and there's nothing to stop you from just standing up, punching them in the face. Being like, yeah, I quit. You cunt, and then walking off, and then even if you got arrested, who cares? Because yeah. you know, like, oh no, he's got a criminal record, but he's also got fifty fucking million. <laughs> and which one do you think these people are going to pay attention to? You know, they're not okay. going to give a fuck about you. All of a sudden, you having a criminal record? That's all right. We've all got, we've all done bad things that we regret. It's like, have you? Have you fucking really? I bet you have. I bet it's called exactly. creating the capital. You hit the nail on the you hit the nail on the head there. It's like just that one, just the, we it won't even be the biggest thing that you've had in your career. It'd be like small things. Something just pisses you off. You end up just telling them to go yeah, like, fuck yourself it. and throw like yeah. kick your desk over and tell them to f- go to hell. You can do whatever you want. You can yeah. behave as much for yeah. dick as you want. And the thing is though that pe- we know that it'd be, it'd be like, like David Cameron. He did that yeah. to the country. Um, you know, or like you know, like Boris Johnson, David Cameron. They were all in that club of people who. Um, I can't remember what it was called, but it was like it was Cambridge or Oxford, bunch of rich cunts, and they would go to restaurants and just trash it, yeah. knowing that yeah. they would just, and then they'd pay the bill because yeah. daddy's yeah. credit card everywhere. And I think that that's beyond wrong, and yeah. also the wrong yeah. kind of people to be running any country if they think that that's acceptable in any way. It'd be, um, um, and that kind of stuff, I'd really avoid that toxic sort of elitist culture because I don't it, think it's always made me very uncomfortable. I don't know about your working day. My working day is on um, nine to five, so it means I have to wake up at seven. I have to leave the house by eight. It'd be very hard for me to continue on with fifty million pounds in the bank account every morning. Where yeah, I'm waking up tired, I end up waking up tired every day. I'm on on the on the London Underground. It'd be very hard for me to keep going on with fifty million pounds in my account when I'm like, I don't need this right now. I could fuck off. Yeah, but I think that you'd need to have an interim period in which you kind of adjusted to the idea of having that much money. Because um, also, I think obviously everyone who becomes a millionaire becomes a temp because they're working because they choose to, not because they have to. Um, And you're not going to be that bothered about filing your returns either for the sake of a couple of hundred quid. Um, You know, you're just going to, you know, I mean, you'd be able to, you know, it just wouldn't matter what would actually matter. And in some ways, actually, I think it'd be quite impressive is to see is if I would get better at my job or not, because I feel that if you do, yeah, um, if you, because if you do it because you like and because you want to do that job um, and money's and not because you have to pay the bills as well and you've got nothing else to worry about yeah. apart from that, then do you think that your performance at work would improve? To be honest, I, 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 I can't see myself working very long at my workplace. It'd be, I don't think I'll make it past the week, to be honest. But I, what I'll do is I'll probably put more money, that money that I've made into doing something that I would want to do. Like, for example, like we're working on this podcast. I'll upgrade everything. 
that that, that won't even cost that much money. I'll just upgrade it. Oh yeah, not on our production value. Pay, pay, pay somebody. <laughs> Pay someone, Pay someone to do the fucking editing. So let's wrap it up. Um, so today, in summary, we're trying this now because thanks, Toby, for uh, mentioning it. You classy sausage. Um, we had a little bit of a feedback from my lads. Um, so yeah, shout out to the boy. So in the last hour or so, um, we, we've we covered, um, firstly, getting into debt, getting out of it, um, and how difficult that can be, especially when you come from um, a background where there isn't any stability. Well, not stability, but, you know, like when... Well, yeah, my initial story. Um, then we talk about uh, what else do we talk about? Winning the lottery. We segued into the lottery. Oh, and also about people who um, who suddenly come into money, and then we spent the next half hour talking about what would happen. And it turns out we don't have a fucking clue either. Um, like, and also buying stuff when other people around you are rich because it's, it's it's hard. So to conclude, um, so we, have we like had like different spending habits? Have you learned anything like? From the from my my situations, have you been able to take any away from anything? Yeah, I mean, I think that um, the fact that <clears throat> what I found is that um, if like the way that you and I both had that same sort of fuck yeah, you know, finally a bit of money moment when you got you know like your credit card that gave you a thousand pounds, and when I got um, that money the last year when I earned my first paycheck for a year, it seems to me that we both had that same sense of euphoria. And then wanted to spend it on things that would just give us a little bit of humanity, mm. um, and and yeah, and also things that we needed that we that we've been needing to make you know save up for. Um, I think also that debt management is terrifyingly mm. difficult, and also you can see very much why you know like somebody who doesn't you know why I mean it's set up to be confusing, but then to and that's why it's such a pitfall. And I do think it's a different type of evil. Yeah. Um, People who don't, I, I don't understand for, one of the main things I took away with it is I don't understand why um, these, cap, you know, like these capital company, you know, capital, uh, companies like Varian, you know, Capital One didn't um, just cut off that, um, that debt and why they don't do that. Because it's quite clear that you can't pay it back. And if you can't pay it back and you're faulting, um, and for good reason, and you're telling them this is why, not because you're spending your money on, you know, other things necessarily, but because you're a human being who, yeah, I, I think it's quite disgusting that they would continue to charge interest they don't necessarily need. And also it seems very mafiosi to do that. Um, because, I mean, if you put it in a different context, like um, you own a shop and you don't want it to burn down, you know, but if you pay us a little bit of money, then maybe it won't burn down. You know, in the same way, maybe we won't send over the debt collectors. I mean, you know, it's the same principle and it's yeah. quite interesting how that's acceptable um but one example is acceptable but the other one isn't but it's the same fucking thing um i also think it's very important that some people have um you know like safety nets like for example i had a safety net that you'd necess- that you didn't and i think yeah. that that's um it's a huge deal and i think it's very easily overlooked when you don't know any other any different yeah. um, but i mean i do I also think, think that you, for the way you got into debt sometimes um because you I can see the numbers yeah yeah I think um, for a lot of people, it's a lot worse. Some people got into like eye-watering debts, and it's like, yeah, I know and I, that's, that's still not recovered from it. They're in a position where they're never going to be able to pay to pay that off. I think you were lucky because yeah. you, you managed it at the appropriate time. Yeah, you yeah. recognized it becoming an issue. Yeah, instead of despairing, you managed to meet somebody who helped you. Yeah, and I don't think a lot of people have the luxury of that help. I think exactly. you're very lucky. Yeah. Your fiance. And for the um, record, for the record, like I think attitudes as well as you get older changes as well. For for example, 
I was thinking the other day, like what, like train. Cause I used to be into trainers. I used to love like getting brand new trainers, night trainers. Yeah, but I mean, everyone's got something they yeah. like. I mean, there's, nothing like, there's nothing wrong with that. But like, I was thinking now, like, yeah, I haven't bought stuff like that in ages, and it's not really my yeah, concern. Yeah, stuff. How you make some money, boy? Yeah, I can, I can, I can. But like, I, I think, I was thinking to myself, I can go. I actually have enough money to go and buy all the trainers on the on the shelf if I wanted to do that. But yeah, don't do that. No, it's not something. Yeah, but it's not my not what important to me now just splurging money on stuff i don't need it's not that big of a thing i think it's something that also comes with age you know i think that's you know like we, we people go like talk about their dads in the sense of that all oh, their dad has no style no fashion sense yeah because they have other stuff to worry about they've got grown yeah i think so. up your parents are not cool or whatever because yeah, they might have been cool. In, they might have been cool in the day, but like now, like well, got, once you got married, it doesn't yeah. matter anymore. You've yeah. not got any peacock. Yeah, exactly. like, until you become a divorced dad, in which case it suddenly matters that you've got yeah. fifty grand behind you. Yeah, <laughs> you don't need to be going like putting all your best. You don't need all of this fancy stuff. You just need what works. Like. But I think it's also because you've got a different aim in life. So yeah. when you're in your early twenties and you've got you're peacocking like crazy, you've got. Yeah. You know, like you're looking as good as you can because you're yeah. only young once, and then you've got to find someone to fuck who wants to fuck you. <laughs> and like, yeah, and that that's expensive. Yeah. But I think yeah. that once you found somebody you can settle down with, and you're the right kind of person for that finally, um, which takes a lot of money and growing up as well. Um, it's very easy to then say, okay, now what? Because you've reached that juncture. I think that's why getting married is quite an important thing because that it isn't about getting married; it's about that juncture of okay i don't need to go running around with my feathers out anymore let's just concentrate on things that are stable and good and i think things that we both want i think it was um, Alec, um sir Alex ferguson the man the old manager of man united that used to like his players to be married or have like long-term girlfriends so that um they, that way he knows they're not going to be broke within two years that as well but also they're not nice. out they they can concentrate on their football game more because they have their partner at home instead of them being that wild out <laughs> party really, didn't, it? <laughs> it didn't work but i mean yeah it, it, I, I think it does help like if you just kind of more settle down with like, one person and you're not out there because i mm. think i think about how much money you save not having to go to all these bars and clubs just to meet people well yeah but i also think that with lockdown one of the things that one of my friends was telling me was that she simply misses um finding new people and talking to new people Mm. Um, and I, I find that that's actually quite an interesting point is that no matter how old you are, it's still interesting to find new stories and find new people to talk to, um, which I think is also why people like to listen to podcasts. Are you, is, um, is she an extrovert? Uh, yeah, she's quite extroverted. But I've also found though with her though, um, she also said that the lockdown has now meant that she feels calm. I, I'm finding that as well actually because of lockdown. Um, it allows you to kind of concentrate and realize that, for example, um, my social circles would normally be quite broad, but you know, like the people who I actually want to text are, um, you know, I talk to almost every day, mm. um, or you know, I keep in contact with those people. So it's only like 15, 20 people who I actually really care about that much. Mm. Um, you know, not to say I don't care about some people, and that you know, there are people that I haven't messaged that I probably should, but um. I do think that after a lockdown, people are going to concentrate the friends that they know are their friends, and then they're also going to have um, have issues where I think relationships are going to change. I think that uh, the way that we spend our money is going to change, and I think that the way we socialise will change. Mm. But it's not all doom and gloom, and I think it's a bad change. I think that also 
um, the way that we respect um, the hierarchy within the office, that's going to change as well. Um, so I, I feel that it's going to be a very interesting couple of months like in the rest of the year, especially with the economic crash that brings everybody down to zero. Mm. And if it doesn't, then it will eventually, in the same way the revolution did. But on that little fiery note, um, I think we should wrap it up and yeah. Um, yeah. bedtime for me. Um, so, um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to us. Uh, my name's Les Steed. I'm Marlon White. And this thank is you. Off Point. Thank you. Have a lovely Bye. evening. Bye. Bye.